everybody. Welcome to Track Schmack. I'm Rob. I'm Coach. I'm Lazelle. And this is the NASCAR show that we come to you every week, every two weeks, once a month, whenever it shows up, to talk a bunch <laughs> of schmack about what's going on with NASCAR. How you, how you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, let's just, I wanted to dive into it a little bit because uh, one of my biggest regrets, anytime I, we do a show, we release something and then I find out the correct information three seconds after I hit publish. Um, so I just, I just want to go through some FU real quickly. Um, so from, uh, from 2019, uh, they lim- they decided to change the limit of drivers in, uh, full-time cup drivers, uh, who have more than three full-time seasons in the cup series, uh, can only do five races a year in Xfinity and trucks. And, uh, so we were talking about Kyle Busch and why doesn't he race in the, in the Xfinity series? Well, Right after we released the podcast, uh, I saw the Xfinity race. He finished third in the first Xfinity race at Richmond. So he did get his practice in. It's interesting, the three, four years thing. So you kind of age out, but they give yes. you the opportunity if you're you know, still kind of an up-and-comer to get more seat right. time. Yep. That's interesting. So the one thing I noticed at the last race in Richmond, yes. I guess we didn't set the seed. This is post-Richmond, pre-Bristol night race in the playoffs. That's right. Oh, uh, man. Penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pit road penalties. Tough pit road to get on, I guess, because of the mm-hmm. flat track. Yeah, and because it's, it's a short track, so you're in traffic pretty much the whole way around, and you're trying to get down to the below, and then you get trapped, and then you're like, oh, I can still make it, and you try to bonsai in, and you can't. Um, so yeah, there were some speeding penalties. There were some uh, mm-hmm. lug nut penalties, unfortunately. Um, that's another thing that I noticed that actually I'm glad you brought up about the lug nuts is that I saw a few uh, drivers on their stops, especially I think it was a Kyle Busch stop, where it really looked like the you could see the guy taking all five off and then only really tightening three, like doing a serious job on three, maybe four, because um, you know they NASCAR said they're not actually policing that themselves uh like they're not they don't have a guy out there watching the the tire it's sort of a they said it was a self-policing if they have a a vibration they'll bring it in and change it um by the way we get a lot of vibrations this year (laughs) um but the one thing that will happen is at the end of the race they will check all the lug nuts to be tight and that's where some penalties dollar penalties for loose lug nuts at the end of the race happen so that's sometimes why the very last pit stop of the race is a little bit longer than the rest because they're actually having to do all five because you got it. There yeah, will be a post You're getting hit yes. hard, too. Yes, you are going to get hit hard. I think uh, one lug nut was like $20,000, and two lug nuts was like $70,000, and crew chief ejected. Oh, that <laughs> so, is a big deal. I was going to ask I, about points, but can't bring your crew chief back the next week it is a big penalty. Yeah, I think I think that's what happened uh, a couple races ago. Don't quote me. I'll, that'll be some follow-up next, next time. So <laughs> we'll get it right next right time. I, I think what's happening is if you get caught more than once – that crew chief gets uh, fined and then possibly suspended as well. Something like that. I, I'm not sure what it so, is. We should probably yeah. look that up. Yeah, but they're being pretty ticky-tack about that, especially at the end of the race. So I'm going to go back to uh, is it Dover, uh-huh. the Monster Mile, the concrete yeah. one, where mm-hmm. there's all the hype, but mm-hmm. it's actually kind of boring and long green flag runs, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Yep. Richmond. Short track, flat track, lots of hype under the lights, long green flag runs. But it's a better race, right? Yeah, I agree with that for sure. 
um, just because I mean it's it's the, the the two two sides of the track are so different and uh, different lines getting in and they were talking about some of these guys were running low on the on the front straightaway which is not normal but it's slightly shorter way around so if you if your car is handling and uh, you can kind of make make up some time there maybe um, uh, or at least get out of other people's ways it's it's kind of weird um, but yeah the the entry to one and exit of two is completely different from three and four completely different and so I think it does make for a better race um, the tires do fall off more unpredictably at Richmond, I think, than they did at Dover. So they had people kind of up front, and then they would struggle a little bit and come back. Um, but in the end, Richmond, uh, no cautions other than stage and competition or whatever they had. So no no cautions other than pre-planned, which, I mean, you know, people talk about the the good old days and how people won races. I mean, there's, you know, with, with races with no cautions like that, they, people were winning by seven laps, like between the first and second place cars this so this is an improvement it's still better than that for sure uh so yeah but um yeah just really surprising that that's how that happened the point that makes it fun is that tire wear right especially because it's hard to pass so you're Mm -hmm. struggling with somebody you're dealing with lap traffic somebody's blocking you that they know they're slower than you and you use up those tires um Right, we get some differentiation, but then also the pit stops, and then people kind of forcing each other's hands with early pit stops and stuff, which is super fun to watch. Like, it's a good race, even with no cautions. I was entertained. I think Lazelle felt differently, though, because he was all like, <laughs> during the day. Yeah, but you know what, though? I think the pit strategies are interesting. Kevin yeah. Harvick, I mean, like, he's like the one who starts it all, and then people who decide that they're going to copy him you know, or try to adjust to what his pit strategy is. And um, I think it's pretty fascinating to watch his pit strategies versus everybody else early on only. Yeah. Well, he was, he's safe in the, in to the next round. So he was the first one that could afford to gamble and his, his pit strategy worked, was going to work quite well for him. And he possibly could have won the stage except for he had a pit road. Um, what was it? He, he went over the orange box or something with his right side tires so he could not, um, you know, he had to come back in and he could not take advantage of that pit strategy. But even then, with no other cautions to help him out, he still finished like, what, seventh or tenth or something in the first stage. So um, and then once he'd started that, um, he got everyone else on that strategy because they saw how how effective it was. So he but is, I, is I think that it, something new this year that the, the box looks like at the starters line. I've never noticed that till this year. Uh, that's been a couple years. Um, it's definitely new-ish. It's with, you know not more than three years old, I don't think. Um, but that was just something to to get people from like zooming in to pit road and then faking and then coming right out and then getting crashed by somebody. Oh, um, uh, gotcha. I seem to remember that's happened a couple times. But yeah, it's it's new-ish. Well, yeah, this race was definitely better than the last. Um, I mean, you know, from a competitive standpoint, that was pretty cool. And who end up end, ended up winning this week's track smack? Paul, the predicted um, favorite. Martin I believe Truex Jr., that would right? be me. Yep, second yep. place. <laughs> I can God. hear the bitterness in your voice. Lazelle had Denny <laughs> Hamlin, who just penalized himself into oblivion. Yeah, I chose Kevin Harvick, who doesn't need to care for the next two races. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about Keselowski too last last uh, podcast too, and we did. Everybody brought up Keselowski except me 
you're like, oh, yeah. no, you don't have Kozlowski. Listen, Lizelle, too. Like, well, I was thinking yeah. about Kozlowski. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I have <laughs> Yeah. So, um, uh, well, uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, that's pretty cool. That was fun. That's always the best part. Um, I was not wearing my Shrek Schmack shirt this time. So, um, that shirt is still undefeated 3-1. to one, Or 3-0. to zero. I mean, it's undefeated 3-1. to one. What the hell? That's going to be an edit point. <laughs> nope. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> okay. Leave it in. Don't edit for content. All right. Um, so then, uh, yeah. So that, that shirt is undefeated, but uh, I wasn't wearing it. I didn't need it this week, I guess. So really, it depends on what your laundry schedule is. That's what the entire season is based on. But also, cleaning out the garage, I found like uh, four more of those shirts. So, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, listeners, <laughs> listen up. There's merch available. Rare <laughs> merch available. Oh, yeah. It's signed. Oh, wow. I'm in on that sharpies. for sure. Yeah, I'm in on that Ooh, for sure. baby. Let's make sure, uh, you know, first come, first serve. How do people contact us these days? Got on Twitter? Email? Do we still have an email? We have an email. Trackspack at gmail.com, right? Sure. Let's see if I can log into that right now. <laughs> gmail.com. Send us an email that says why you should be someone that receives one of our found merchandise, rare exotic treasures found in Coach's uh, Garage. Okay, this is definitely going to be... Uh, let's move on while, while I'm doing this. Um, so, so what else What else we got? We got news of the week. Well, There's not much, but there is some. Um, Daniel Suarez will not be returning to his team next year, reported this week. According to Jay Skis that he will not be returning. There was no reason why that I saw, but he will not be returning. Okay. Um, I guess he just hasn't had Here's the, the only thing I know. performance, but yeah, go ahead. Here's the only thing I know about Miguel Suarez. <laughs> he speaks Spanish, and he has a pretty strong average finish at Bristol Motor Speedway. Oh. Somebody to look for as a dark horse pick as he is auditioning for a new ride. Hmm, interesting. Oh, that's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, my other point. news story would be that um, Kansas plans on having fans in the stands, and uh, Las Vegas is petitioning to have fans, or they're trying to get fans in the stands at their race as well. You went through that pretty fast, Lizelle. I would like to back up. Now, I offered something about Miguel Suarez. I would like everyone to share. Come on. Coach, I believe you know? his what name is know? Daniel. What do you like about Miguel Suarez? <laughs> what? I thought it was Miguel. Daniel <laughs> Suarez. It's not Miguel Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> I said I knew two things. One of those things was not his name. <laughs> it's Daniel oh, Suarez. Lord. Okay, so Lizelle has shared that he actually knows the man's name, which is Danielle. <laughs> what, what can you add to the conversation, senior coach? Uh, I mean, his performance hasn't really been there, and over uh, he's just been in the back in the back marker. Um, you know, around Ryan Newman levels, maybe, maybe slightly worse. I think you were good with saying that. You know, he's probably looking to run for run well for a new team, so. Um, you know, maybe keep him in mind in the way in the back of your mind. But yeah. Keep him in mind, I guess. Uh, well, here, here's 2020 stats. His average start in 2020 has been 33.2, which we know a lot of that is just 
based on points and stuff, so whatever, he's screwed. But uh, his average finish is 26.1. The year before, 2019, his average finish was 16.4. So he's he's been on basically around the 16th place driver, and this year he's been 26 or worse average finish. And that's that's not how you keep a ride. Um, What heck car is he in anyway? Um, he races for some strange team that I'd never heard of till today, like something oh, brothers racing. God. Oh, Gaunt brothers, Gaunt, Gaunt brothers, Gaunt. Gaunt yeah, brothers. I'd never heard of them. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, owners with, uh, luminary drivers such as DJ Kennington, Jeffrey Earnhardt, then DJ Kennington again. Uh, Parker Kligerman is actually a good driver. Then Jesse Little, never heard of him. Drew Herring, never heard of him. Then Parker Kligerman again for 14 races, and then Daniel Suarez for 27 races. So um, in four years of 65 races, that team has led a total of 20 laps out of the 16,100 run and has an average start of 33 and average finish of 27. So Suarez is actually one, one, point, one, one place ahead. But, um, yeah, I just he doesn't have the sponsorship and doesn't have the results, so... Maybe he just doesn't have a very good team. I think that's it, yeah, for this year. Here's a fun fact. I'm looking at the Daniel Suarez car right now, and I couldn't tell you who the sponsor was. Oh, maybe it's unsponsored. Unsponsored. It's not unsponsored. It has something on the hood, but I can't tell what it Mm. is. It's got initials on the side, but I don't know what they stand for. Okay. So, yeah, not a very good team. No, and the other thing is uh, they are their initials are GBR. So I obviously when I'm skimming because that's all I ever do. I don't ever read anything. I just skim it, and I read it as JGR. And I think, wow, he's really not doing well at JGR. And then you actually look at it, and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's different. One letter different. The number ninety six. Oh well. So you had mentioned the whole tire situation. What I had found out is that Goodyear had been having some issues at Bristol with the tread as it relates to turns. Well, that's terrible for drivers, but great for us (laughs) watching a race. Yes. You don't know whose uh, front tire is going to blow out at an inopportune moment. Well, and Bristol's got such high, high banks too. So it's like, you know, what's going to happen when the, you know, when the tires start to wear a little bit, you know, and I'm wondering if the brake situation is going to be like there. Yeah. So I'm thinking with the high banks, those turns are pretty high, aren't they? Yeah, but that kind of helps you. Yeah, that's that's less of a wear situation. I guess you could get a pushing condition. Yeah. If they're really wearing out and you just start pushing when you go into the corner. You know, it could be coming off. It could be coming off the corners, going into back into the straightaways, um, you know, or entering, who knows, but they were that's what Goodyear was talking about. That they've had issues over the years and they're trying to do their best to facilitate nascar but kind of an ongoing struggle at this point but they have no reason to actually put any resource and development in it because there's no competition and they're going to continue to buy the tires whether they're junk or not yeah well true although a historical perspective um you remember when uh hoosier tires were a thing in nascar as well do you remember what the Goodyear yes. Hoosier Wars, what happened would be that uh, they would make softer and softer tires so they get faster and faster lap times until they started blowing out. Um, and then it made it more dangerous. So either way, I think you're kind of screwed. <laughs> um, uh, uh, not necess- 
necessarily. I think that they're, I don't think so. I think as time goes by and those issues happen and they are fixed, both, mm-hmm. both companies should be producing better tires in order to gain customers. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, uh, Truth be told, I think Hoosier was had kind of got a hold and figured out and uh, made uh, the improvements they needed to their tires. It didn't help that um, two drivers who were adamant Hoosier supporters crashed, and I think they died um, with things that looked like tire blowouts, but ended up being like mechanical issues with the car. Um, like, and it wasn't a tire related thing, but that was kind of like everyone else became scared to run Hoosier tires, so they kind of just Hoosier is a much smaller company than. Uh, Goodyear, so uh, they just exited. Sure, and, but where's uh, my was... BF Goodrich? Where's my Michelin? <laughs> oh man, where my boys at Cobra? Yeah, Pirelli. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think at this Barn point, though, man, this is what the third short track race. You'd think that they would probably have a little bit handle better handle on it, but I mean, all the short tracks are so different, though. You can't just design one tire for all. Yeah, the Richmond tire and setup, I think, is going to, to Phoenix. And I think the Bristol stuff historically has generally been uh, Dover, the same as Dover, because it's concrete, it's high speed, um, just and, and fairly high banks. So um, I think the, that's the package that they're running here. Not entirely sure, but let's go with it. Um, so speaking of Bristol, uh, the upcoming race is a night race. Have you heard anything about the dreaded... The overhyped underglow coming back. <gasps> I have not. No, is that a, is that a coming thing? Back? I don't think so, but I was hoping it would I be. Think we would have heard about it. I think there might be some special paint schemes again for this race, though. Oh man, the Bri- the Richmond paint schemes were on point. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so much fun to see all these different cars. Like we, every time somebody went by, I'm like, oh, they're fancy night scheme night race paint scheme looks awesome um the the two car that won the black and yellow was super cool looking it definitely stood out uh stupid clint boyer it i'm sorry not stupid <laughs> drunk ass clint boyer's car <laughs> the 14 with like the old school herbie the love bug stripes look great mm-hmm. um bubba wallace had an orange car with bubba had yeah. a cool yeah. looking car yeah there were some really good ones, so maybe even better at Bristol. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I think when they come out for the night races is when they have their special paint schemes. Um, so, uh, looking at the lineup here for the race, um, Keselowski, it's on, on the pole. So you yep. win, win the race, you're on the pole. Uh, Stupid Logano is on second. Um, Truex is third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Wait, is that his oh, name, Stupid? Stupid? I don't know. Listen, um, you got you got stupid Logano, you got drunk ass <laughs> Boyer, you got Daniel. My friends call me Miguel Suarez. Everybody's got a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Lugnut, Lugnut, Tamlin. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so the interesting thing is all sixteen of the playoff drivers are starting one through sixteen. This uh, is a cutoff race, correct? Yes. Um, which I don't like. I liked it when, especially, I mean, think of the implications and, and the, the points side of things. If they had started with some sort of random draw and all the playoff people were scattered and there's somebody starting 28th at Bristol and you got to get going or you get lapped early on, um, that's 
makes it a little more interesting. And I, I just don't like giving all these playoff people one through 16 right off the bat, but I don't know. So yeah, all three series are going to be racing at this, this track this weekend, by the way, I think I read okay. that. So, which is sure. good for the track as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I only ask that, I only care about that just so that they get rubber down on the track so that by the time the cup guys get there, that the track is, uh, you know, seasoned, so to speak. Okay. Well, um, we're talking about Bristol a lot, so I think now is the time to figure out who we are going to pick. Oh, yeah. And well, this week it looks like <clears throat> Rob gets to go first. Well, I'm not going to pick Kyle Bush. So I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here, here's the deal. Kyle Busch has been really good here. In fact, he's repeated at this track several times. Just saying. <laughs> I, I acknowledge the fact that Kyle Busch is a fantastic race car driver at this stupid track. I'm not going to pick him. And I learned my lesson. I'm not going to pick Kevin Harvick because he's going to sandbag it. He's already cleared the stage. I'm not going to pick mm-hmm. Keselowski, who is another probably second on the list behind Kyle Busch, great driver. But I'm not going to pick him because he's already made it. He's going to be sandbagging. Who do I have left? I got Hamlin. I got Elliott. I got Billy Byron. I got Boyer. Boyer? Daniel Suarez? I'm going to go with Hamlin. If nothing more than to just be able to throw my middle finger up at Lizelle so he can't pick him. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got him! Uh, okay, I wasn't picking him anyways, jerk. Okay, go okay. ahead. It is, your, it is your pick now, Lizelle. Well, I'm picking the son of a former great NASCAR champion. Dale Jarrett doesn't race in Cup anymore. Nope. Dale Jr. doesn't race the cup anymore. <laughs> I'm picking Chase nope. Elliott. Yep, I already wrote that in the notes. That was the guy. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm picking Chase Elliott. That was the guy I was going to go with from the beginning. Hamlin Jerk. Him out as well. hmm. But hey, I did have Kyle Bush up there. And believe it or not, I didn't have Joey Logano up there. Joey Logano is also another good one I would not pick. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. But this year, they have not been doing that well. Like, Kyle Busch and Joey Logano have been struggling. So, not just my personal vendettas against them. (laughs) (laughs) And the things show that, like, they're not doing that great. Uh, Yeah. All right, coach. Um, Okay. So, looking at this, uh, you know who finished here third? in the last race that we had this year. Was it Clint Boyer? Jimmy Johnson. And oh, no, you're I'm not, not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm not going to pick Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> no way. Uh, who finished second was Clint Boyer, not picking him. Mm. Uh, because I think Brad Kozlowski doesn't know how to hold back and sandbag it. I think he is going. He won this last race here. It's either him or I was going to think about uh, – Chase Elliott, but I can't pick. I can't pick Eric Jones. I can't pick Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch has been good at this track too, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, he's beyond that. I pick my boy Miguel. You probably know him as Daniel. 
Suarez. He's got a good average <laughs> No, I'm going to pick Greg, Brad Keselowski because I think I think he's he just wants to go out there and run his run near the front. I think Brad Keselowski cool. for you guys is like the guy who's on the edge of almost being a jerk that you can't pick. But he's like the guy, I guess, okay, well, I can't pick Joey Logano. You know, and you can't nah. pick Clint Boyer. 502 Boyer. So. I think I would pick Clint Boyer. I would pick – Clint Boyer would be a, a good – I could pick a Clint Boyer. I'm almost that way with Hamlin. Like, I need Hamlin. Like, nothing can go wrong. If Hamlin has a bad pit stop, if somebody dents in his fender, he's going to just give up and pout and run around at the back of the pack. So I need this to be just a perfect race for Denny Hamlin. But he's had a few of those, so. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's had a few of those recently, too. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's our picks. I know I'm not being very original by picking last week's winner um, as my, my guy, but, uh, you, yeah, I mean, who else is, is there to pick? I mean, Ryan Blaney might. He's been awful, so he might end up. You know, Brad Kozlowski said just go out and win the race, so he might actually be a good one to think about too. But at this moment, he is. I think not... he's been okay at this this track too. He's been pretty good if at this that, track, but if that team was smart, they would be pouring their resources into that twelve car. Yep. To get him uh, into the next round, like uh, well, Brad's done. If that he's team was clear. Yeah, well, if that team was was uh, if they were working together and being really smart, they would give him Brad Kozlowski's car that won the race the last time they were here <laughs> in May. And they would just give him that car and put a new paint, new stickers on That's it. That's a really good idea. And mm-hmm. let's watch for let's watch for Blaney because I almost said Dave Blaney. Uh, yeah. Let's watch for Dave Blaney Jr. Um, because that is exactly what they should do so that they can keep both of those cars in. Yep. But I don't think he's gonna. Well, maybe maybe Brad will talk some sense into him. I don't know, but uh, I think Brad's. Not, he's probably not going to win the race because he's not going to go desperate for it, but I still think he has a shot to beat Denny Hamlin. I think he and Denny have enough issues that, nah, he's going to try and keep Denny behind him if at all possible. Well, look, we have another short track race. could be fantastic. Hopefully some tempers mm-hmm. will flare. And, yep. uh, yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Saturday night. All right, everybody, I think that's a schmack. Don't forget, your call to action this week is to email us at trackschmack at gmail.com and tell us why you want a fancy trackschmack limited edition. So limited, there are probably literally three in a box in Coach's Garage <laughs> that we could get to you. Yeah, and uh, just, just to assuage any fears, I was able to get into the trackschmack at gmail.com account, so um, I saved that password. Uh it's a good one. Uh, so uh, we're in. So if you email us, we'll get it. I think I know what it is. <laughs> yes, you do. Outstanding. So for Lozelle. And all of us here at the Track Schmack Incorporated <laughs> Broadcasting. Glad you guys are such jerks. I swear to God. <laughs> For Rob, Dude, for Coach, it. I'm Lizelle. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> doop, 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 doop. Yep, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lizelle trying to put an end on it, teeing it up all professional, and both me and Coach are like, eh, go out there and dangle in the wind, sucker. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Wow. You'd think Jimmy Johnson would have wrecked out already with that laughing. <laughs> I do love to laugh.